Welcome to Modern Figures Podcast, hosted by Dr. Jeremy Waysom and Dr. Kyla McMullen, where we are elevating the voices of Black women in computing to inspire the next generation of the advanced technology workforce. This podcast exists to highlight the stories of Black women in computing, to inspire high schoolers and the young at heart, and to dispel the myths and preconceptions about Black women in computing. This podcast wouldn't be possible without our sponsors. This season is generously supported by NCWIT and CRAWP. The National Center for Women and Information Technology, or NCWIT, is a nonprofit community that convenes, equips, and unites change leader organizations to increase the influential and meaningful participation of girls and women in technology. And the Computing Research Association's Committee on Widening Participation in Computing, or CRAWP, endeavors to increase the success and participation of underrepresented groups in computing research and education at all levels. Everyone, today we have an extra, extremely special guest. We have Dr. Shawnee Daly, also known on the interwebs as Shawnee B. PhD. I love okay. that. She is from Nashville, Tennessee, by way of Alabama, and her current position is she is a professor of practice in electrical and computer engineering and computer science at Duke University, and she's also a Leviton faculty fellow, special assistant to vice to the vice provost. So she is booked and busy. Her <laughs> she received her bachelor's and master's of science in electrical engineering from FAMU, which is Florida Agricultural and Mechanical University, um, Florida State University College of engineering because they have that, you know, combined program and her PhD and SM at MIT Media Lab, where her advisor was Dr. Ross Picard. So I first came to know Shawnee at, well, I met her as a graduate student at an ASEE conference, but um, I came to know her well when I first started at Clemson. Shawnee actually picked me up from the airport for my interview. Um, She was an assistant professor in the human-centered computing division at Clemson. And I was literally like, Shawnee, how do I be like you? Like, I think we even had like a, a session where we like came in on a Saturday and all of us like newly hired folks were like, Shawnee, show us how to be like you. I still have those notes on my computer, how to be like Shawnee. (laughs) Just in terms of like uh, being just research productive and like getting grants and just like, she was just super open to just like, hey, here are some things that I have gotten funded. Take a look, look at how I've structured these things. So I've always, always, always admired you for that because a lot of people would not do that. <laughs> um, so she also served as an associate professor and interim co-chair in the School of Computing at Clemson University. Then later we transitioned to the University of Florida, where her fun fact is she is the first Black woman to be granted tenure and promotion in the CISE department. So that is amazing. And actually, we've had the top three on the program, myself, Dr. Christina Gardner-McCune, and Shawnee. So um, she took her later took her talents to Duke, and uh, we sorely, sorely miss her. But her research focuses on the design, implementation, and evaluation of technologies, programs, and curricula to support diversity, equity, and inclusion in STEM fields. Uh, her approach has focused on four key strategies. The first is collecting, analyzing, and interpreting data to support insights on best practices for DEI. The second is utilizing technology to support the development of interpersonal skills that'll facilitate collaboration in diverse settings. 
Third, developing technologies and programs geared towards making computing and engineering accessible to diverse identities. And fourth, mentoring, advising, and participating in outreach inside and outside of the university. If we have not bragged on her enough, she has garnered over $40 million in funding from public and private sources. $40 million. She could buy a country (laughs) with that money. I'm just saying. (laughs) $40 million in funding from public and private sources to support her collaborative research activities, including the recently granted $10 million grant, which over the next five years she'll use to establish the Alliance for Identity Inclusive Computing Education. And we'll talk more about that later in the show. Her work has been featured in USA Today, Forbes, NPR, Chicago Tribune, just to name a few places. Um, And her other claims to fame, I hope she has to kill me, she loves to dance. She loves gymnastics and fitness competitions. Uh, am I allowed to say that? We can take that out. Okay. So, <laughs> so welcome, Dr. Daly. We're so excited to have you here. Awesome. It's good to be here. I'm glad to finally connect with y'all. <laughs> yes. Yes, yes, yes. So I'm excited uh, too. You got to tell everybody how you met her, but I didn't get to tell them. Oh, yeah. Go ahead. Tell the people. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so you've heard me discuss the great migration before on this podcast, <laughs> which is what I referred to when Clemson took an entire oh my group of humans and descended on my university. All, when, most, when you all say that, when you diverse. say that, I feel like we're walking with knapsacks on our backs, <laughs> to no, Florida, no, 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 no. wading through like, the water. <laughs> this was more like y'all came to save us. So... <laughs> I don't know, like it was an underground railroad, something like that. Um, And listen, Shawnee has always been goals for a number of reasons. But she's invited me in in a way that like none of the rest of y'all did. Maybe it was because ultimately I was on the same floor (laughs) that she was on and y'all was on a different floor. And so we could talk more like when I transitioned, but I just thank you for shepherding me in a lot of ways through the early years. Y'all are far too kind. (laughs) (laughs) Far too kind. Well, (laughs) Shawnee, It is definitely real. And I feel like that's a common theme throughout your trajectory, like just being super candid and open and welcoming the folks into spaces. Mm-hmm. I appreciate that. So, all right. When you were growing up, did you see all of this, all of that intro? Mm-hmm. Did you that. know that all of this was going to be you? So, no, <laughs> no, no, absolutely not. I, um, geez. Like, I always like to create things and invent things, but I didn't have any conceptualization of computing or engineering as, like, a career. Like, mm. an engineer for me was somebody on a train. I didn't I didn't know any engineers. I didn't know anybody who did computers. Like, my family, you know, my grandmother was a maid. My grandfather was a, well, one grandmother was a maid. The other was in the schools working the lunches. Another grandfather was a carpenter and then a um a tailor. Oh wow. Um you know and like my um my dad was in car sales. My mom went to she was the only person that went to school 
um, beyond high school and she um, got a degree. I forget what it was like business administration, but it was like basically how to be a secretary. Wow. Um, which for her, you know, as a black woman, I mean, in the U.S., but she was in New Orleans, like that was, you know, that's what you did. So, mm-hmm. you know, she, she's a little feisty. Um, <laughs> and, you know, she said, I remember the story she told me where she was like, you know, she was a secretary, like she finished school. She went to go be a secretary and she was um, editing like her boss would send memos. And she was like, by the time she got finished with the memos, she had like completely fixed it and changed it. She was like, why am I doing this for this man? Like I could do that. Right. So like she started pursuing other opportunities and eventually like she was in management Hmm. um, in her uh, company. But, you know, I didn't, I didn't have examples of people who did these things. And, you know, when I was real little, I wanted to open like a, a math and science learning center. Um, oh, wow. <laughs> and then I got to high school, right? I got to high school um, and one of my chemistry classes, she did this like crime scene investigators mm. and she like cleaned out a, um, what do you call it? Uh, a room, mm-hmm. storage room. And she put like these mannequins, like someone had gotten <laughs> killed. And wow. There was like clues left in the storage room. And we had to go in as investigators and like. Oh, wow. Notes. And then there was like some tests we could do hmm. and try to figure out like who done it. Wow. And it was the coolest thing like I had ever done in a classroom. I was like, oh my God, this is amazing. I want to do this. <laughs> so then I decided I wanted to be an FBI. <laughs> Yeah. And like that became my goal. And um, I guess at the time I had a friend whose dad was former CIA, which is how I could know that he. <laughs> right. That was a, that was otherwise, <laughs> he was a janitor, if you ask anybody yes. else. <laughs> and um, I said, well, ask your dad, you know, like what I need to major in in college, because I like I want to do that. Like mm-hmm. that seems I probably watch too much TV. Um, <laughs> that's a, that is what it is. Um and uh, he came back. He was like either criminology or engineering. Oh, wow. And hmm. I didn't know, again, I didn't know what criminology was or engineering. <laughs> but I was like, okay, um, sure. <laughs> like, wow. What, what do I do with that? <laughs> um, so then, you know, me being me, which I'm so consistent, it's a little scary. I made a little matrix. <laughs> like... <laughs> Here are the characteristics that I want in a school. Um, you know, I needed funding because my mom like uh, refinanced her house to send me to Catholic school. Wow! Um, because the school that we were zoned for was a grade F, D or F Yeesh. school, and she was like, "We ain't playing mm, that. Not going to be a thing." Yeah, so she she took out a loan on the house and sent me to private school. Um, she was like, "I'm doing this." So you're going to need to do the rest. Yeah. Fair. Uh, yeah. Fair. <laughs> so, so money was on my matrix. Um, I didn't want to go anywhere above the Mason-Dixon line. And I <laughs> literally said the Mason-Dixon line. Wow. Because I was like, it's too cold. And that is quality of life. Yeah. Logical. Um, you know, good criminology, good engineering, whatever that meant. Um, and uh, dance team. Oh, yeah. (laughs) I wanted like I wanted to dance in college because I had been a cheerleader for a couple of years. And then I switched to 
It was like dance slash cheer. So like Laker girlish, mm-hmm. which was like you cheer for part of the time and then you go out in halftime and dance. Mm-hmm. So I was like, I want to do that in college. Um, uh, so I made my little matrix. You know, I made a list of schools. I was a national, um, how you call it? Na- national, not national merit. Honor oh, NHS National Achievement Scholar. Oh, okay. You know the little P- the PSAT, mm-hmm. and you can get the National Merit. Yeah, but they have the special edition for Black. And okay, Brown. girl. <laughs> yeah, I got the special edition. So. <laughs> You're like, and they need to recognize who they have. And <laughs> no, no, no. Well, I think it was an interesting because I think it was based on the knowledge that there were inequities in testing, mm. and we weren't testing the same that's a whole other so, podcast that i really would like to have that conversation on yes but yes yeah mm-hmm. yeah so so yeah so you know our scores were probably less than the national merit folks mm-hmm. but you know they were making allowances you know for that recognition but like you said jeremy that's a whole other thing um so yeah like i visited some schools um clemson alabama famu fsu um I can't even remember where else it's been so long. Um, this is 25 years this year. Wow. Wow. What? Jeez. Deep, deep breaths. Deep breaths. Take it. Wait. Yeah. What? Yeah. 1997, baby. <laughs> and this was, as we said earlier, this is before Cash Money took over. <laughs> wow, Shawnee. Yeah, yeah that is a, crazy. That's a, what, what's the name? Ric Flair. Woo! Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. 25 years. Um, wow. But yes, you know, and then I did like my rankings, like who ranked well on that. And um, long story short, FAMU that year I was about to graduate or the year before was like in the Princeton Review as like a top university. Mm-hmm. You know, I didn't know anything about rankings for programs um, but Florida State criminology, huh? yeah. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, they. I heard they had a good program. Yeah. <laughs> they do. So I was like, cool. And because you know, FAMU and F- FSU have combined programs, mm-hmm. I was like, you know, I can kind of get the best of mm-hmm. both worlds. The dance team at FSU was number three in the nation. Wow. Um, oh, seven. are you going to leave off that you were a Golden Girl? I'm just saying. No, no, no. I'll put that in there. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'll put that in there. <laughs> Um, now I, I just reminded of another school. Southern was mm-hmm. on my list. Um, what, are they the dancing dolls? I think so. I think so. I, think so. I, I really, I saw them and I was like, I want to be that. I just thought <laughs> they were the most beautiful, extraordinary, probably couldn't do any of the moves at the time, but I was like, I want to do that. <laughs> like it's, they're so pretty. <laughs> like I just want to do case, that. <laughs> yeah. So I was like, okay, so Florida State gave me money. Um, they were combined with FAMU. So I was like, cool, because FAMU must be a good school because they're in the Princeton Review. Um, and I had a, one friend from, no, I had two friends um, from uh, high school that were going to Florida State. Mm. One of them wanted to be engineer. He wanted to be civil. And I was like, cool. Well, I need to be an engineer. I don't know what it is, but <laughs> you think civil's cool. So I'm going to choose civil engineering too. So tried out for the dance team, became a golden girl. Um, chose civil engineer as my um, uh, major, uh, and off off we went. Wow, off we went. So, were you like a member of the marching one hundred then? 
Nope. So I, I started off, I actually, so I went to FSU first okay. as an undergrad. Okay. And then I went to FAMU as a grad student. Okay. So FSU, yeah, we not banned like, like, <laughs> like the marching 100. I, yes, that's I, a whole I different that. thing. Yeah. Yeah. That's a whole different thing. But we did, we did football games um, and then like special performances. It was, it was kind of wild. Like we had posters and like signing events, oh wow just, yeah it was it was a really weird thing y'all were um, like celebrities at campus i don't know i love like, that uh, yeah it was weird but you know it was it was fun and like i said you know the year before i think we were in the top five my, mm-hmm. my first year i can't remember where we landed in my second year but you know like we were good like we were nationally competitive yeah, yeah. we competed at like disney world and daytona and all that kind of stuff. So were it was cool, but no marching 100. Were you the only engineer? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, that was, that was a funny dynamic. Like, I mean, we had like really um, talented, both dancers and academically talented girls on the team. Like, you know, you had to keep your GPA up in yeah. order to, to be on the team. Um, but there weren't, no, there weren't other engineers. Um, and I remember, like, my freshman year, because uh, I had exactly one AP course um, that basically I landed in on accident <laughs> in high school. Because <laughs> I got terrible advising in high school. Man. Like, I, 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 you know, I didn't know I should be doing Yeah, if you didn't you know, know you were going to be an engineer or what engineering was, like, what were these people doing? Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, I... Um, I had Cal two my freshman year, and they tried to kill me. Mm. And <laughs> same, I would wait. <laughs> yeah, that Cal two in your freshman year. <laughs> Yikes! Yeah, so I'm at practice like with my books, and I'm stretching, and I'm like trying to read, and they're like, "Shani, like seriously." And then right. we'd have like our little signing events, and I'd go and I'd sign, and then when everybody else was. I go in the back and I have my books. <laughs> and they're like, they're like, dude, come on. I'm like, you don't understand. Yeah, right. Y'all be all right. Like, right. And they're none actually of y'all, trying to kill me. Right. Ain't none of y'all going to do these integrals for me. So I need to just be back here. <laughs> yeah. So, so, yeah. So, you know, I mean, but I did it. I did it for two years. It was amazing. Um, do you still have your outfits? One of the things that came along. Saying, <laughs> do you still have your outfits? No, I have pictures of them. Oh, oh, oh you got to send us some pictures <laughs> to put on your episode. I'll send you. Yeah, I'll send you. I'll send you pictures. Please yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I did. Well, I did that for two years, mm-hmm. um, and then when I went to grad school, I did a dance company. Mm-hmm. So I had that, and then I did arena football. Um, I didn't know that. That's so cool. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah. I, so it was a thing. Yeah, I love it. It was a thing. And yeah. Shawnee is like a uh, football enthusiast. Like she, as, as we enthusiast. all should be. Okay. Like, <laughs> oh yeah, it's an both of you sport. like sports. It's cool. Yeah. I yeah. Love. I'm not. I don't hate it. It's just I know if it's, on. it's just kind of exhausting that you <laughs> don't share. Well, this my 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 youngest calls everything sports ball. Oh yeah. So yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Basically, it's like I know a lot about football. I can follow the entire game. I know what all the things mean. But if there's opportunity to do something else, I might do that something else. <laughs> I got you. I got you. I got you. That's okay. That um, is hilarious. 
Um, okay, so once you got to well, Athens, oh. she's not a civil engineer. Yeah, she's so. current. That's what I was going to say. Like, once you got there, you started off in civil, and somehow you made it to electrical. Yeah. So, yeah, 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 yeah. So, um, so one of the things, um, uh, Doctor Patricia Stith was the director for. We had a what is it? Florida Georgia Lewis Stokes. Alliance, Alliance for Minority, Minority Participation, something, something, something. Yeah, STEM programs, yeah. LSAMP, something, something. LSAMP, it, it was FGLSAMP. Yeah, um, so the all of the achievement scholars landed in the FGLSAMP program. So I was in that with her. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that they required you to do was to interview professors in your field. Mm. I said, cool. So there's a really cool professor, um, Nicole Abdullah, now president at Virginia State. Oh, University. wow. Um, uh, he was really active with, with Nesby. So I was like, cool, I'm going to talk to him. So I went to his office. I'm like, hey, I want to, um, I got an interview for this assignment, you know, so on and so forth. Like, I, what do you do? Like, what's a, what's a civil engineer? And he said, well, I deal with big things that don't move. <laughs> And he paused, and I was like, <laughs> wait for it. <laughs> he said, you know, like infrastructure, buildings, bridges, roads, those types of things. And then he paused again. He was like, well, but I study earthquakes, so I guess they do kind of move, but, you know. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. So I was like, you know, finish the conversation because he's fabulous. And immediately, like I was like, mm. X. X. <laughs> like, Why does it have to be all of that, though? Like, y'all, don't disparage my discipline. Listen. See, I'm glad you had that. Because, like, as a professor, you know, you get your fair share of students that are, like, obligated to interview you for some class. And I'm like, as annoying as those things are, they do help to yeah. shape, you know, if someone wants to be in your fields or not. Yeah. So, Yeah. Yeah, Jeremy. So no offense good. to any civil engineers in the room. No, no. In the <laughs> room? Was... What do you mean? Anywhere? <laughs> listen, listen. <laughs> so you know, back and back then, literally back then, we didn't have. You can go online, right? We we had the catalogs that uh-huh. were this thick that you had to flip through, and you could read class descriptions, and you could read about. I forgot know, about that. That's important yes. context. Yeah. Right, like yeah. that. You couldn't just go online and see all the people and what they did and all their research no. and all that stuff. No. You had to go no. talk to somebody. Yeah, you had to talk to. somebody And it wasn't exactly. like it was on TV or nope. Didn't have YouTube. Yeah. Right, right, right. I mean, I didn't. I didn't see the internet until right before I went to college. Yeah, that's serious. And it was, and it was that AOL. Yep, that did make the sound. Yeah. And you bought nine thousand hours for free. <laughs> And it wasn't a thing where it's like you had a personal computer to do all this stuff on because they were so expensive. No, it was yes. going through the and it was going through the phone line. Yeah. yeah. Right. So if anybody picked up the phone That's it. Like, That's it. Yeah. Yeah. This is this is the internet I was dealing with, right? Right. So so yeah, so I got this big thing and I'm flipping through and I'm looking at, you know, civil and mechanical and chemical and industrial and I got to electrical and it just felt like there were so many different things that I could do with it 
that I thought sounded cool. Like there's a lot that you can do with all engineering, right? Mm-hmm. But it was like, ooh, that sounds cool. Ooh, that sounds cool too. So there was just all this stuff where I was like, man, like I feel like I could find myself yeah. in that. And I was enthusiastic about it. So then I switched to electrical officially, um, which, you know, that usually doesn't matter until end of sophomore or junior year. But right. I switched my freshman year. Um, and because I had that early math class, um, I actually started engineering classes my sophomore year. Wow. Nice. Um, but that's literally like, I mean, I just fell into it. It wasn't like, you know, I didn't get to see Modern Figures podcast. Yeah. Right. <laughs> like, yeah, I, I just eventually had to figure it out. And luckily, you know, at that time I was still driven by the whole FBI thing. And it wasn't, oh, this sounds cool for when I do it, when I finish, it was, oh, this sounds cool. I don't mind taking these classes, Mm -hmm. right? Until I get my degree so I can go into the FBI. And be a forensic crime solver. (laughs) So, okay, I know that they have the combined program, but like, were you the only one in terms of like being black or a woman? Like, what did the general Mm -hmm. makeup look like in your classes? No, it was a, I mean, it was a beautiful thing. Um, I mean, you couldn't really tell who was where until we graduated or you talked to somebody. Mm -hmm. Um, Like my closest friends, like there's a group of nine of us, it's five guys, four girls, Um, and we were all in it. Like we were all in Nesby. We all had like leadership positions in Nesby. Like we all, that's really how we became so close was doing that stuff. So, you know, we had representation. Like it was, I mean, definitely freshman and sophomore year, I I was the only one a lot, especially over at FSU. Mm -hmm. But once I got to the engineering building, it was like, Oh, look at all this beautiful black. Uh, this is this is lovely. So like, that's real life Wakanda nice. over there. Yeah. Got it. <laughs> yeah, it is. And I mean, it's diverse, right? Because you have people from both. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's maybe, maybe, <laughs> maybe it's more like model you in with like, a Wakanda section. <laughs> <laughs> Got it. I I get it completely. <laughs> Okay, so you you did your degree. Like, were the classes difficult for you? Like, because obviously you continued and got a master's. So, like, you know, what was? um, I know you mentioned that the coursework they were it was a little challenging, but like somehow you were inspired to continue with your master's and not just leave after your bachelor's and go to the FBI. So, what was that decision process like? Yeah. So you know, the classes were difficult, but I. I, I think I'm a problem solver at heart. I just like, I love that stuff. Like, mm-hmm. it, it, I think, and I think it's context independent. Like, I just like to solve problems. Mm. So it was hard. Like, no doubt, you know, I, well, my friends still make fun of me because I was like, I might stay up till 11 to do an assignment, but I was not an all nighter. Um, <laughs> That's also Jeremy. <laughs> yeah. I'm not, I don't I care function. enough. Like, I'm sorry. I value sleep and no, no problem. Can't wait until I wake up in the morning. Mm-mm. Well, you had an even better attitude than me. It was, I just can't function. Like, <laughs> it's like, why am I staying up past 11 o'clock? Sometimes 10, right. if I'm honest. Right. I'm not accomplishing anything. Right. It's like my brain has turned off and also now that. I'm just also looking that. at words. 
yes see no i'm the opposite because like the daytime was so busy the night was like the only time where nobody wanted anything everybody could be quiet and i could just like hyper focus on whatever coding issue i had and i could just like be one with the code and then go to sleep sun's back up and everybody's talking and blaring and you know it's i don't know that was my time to like escape and just be one with the computer (laughs) i can do that at four five six in the morning Oh no! See, right? Right? that's too early. I can do that. I can see. I was traumatized because I, I had to get up at four a.m. from kindergarten to like eighth grade. So I was like, I want wow. no parts of that early morning. Like it, wow. I was traumatized. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I have a question related to your uh, Ella Samp experience. So, did you do research as a part of that program as an undergrad? Yeah, I did. So I. Um, I worked with a few different professors um, because it was required. Mm -hmm. Um, I did some studying on like solar cells. I did, um, uh, there was a professor. Oh my gosh. I love him and I cannot think, Frank Gross, um, who uh, was studying Martian space dust. Mm. They had an issue where they were sending the rover up and it was rolling around and the the Mars dust was discharging on it and breaking things. And so he was modeling like the electrostatic charging of the space dust, like all in MATLAB. Wow. Um, He is fantastic. Did not like the research. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So I did that. You're literally studying dirt that you can't see. That's somewhere else. (laughs) Yeah, it's fascinating. Or we had some though. We had some though. Oh, you got to see Mars space dust? He had like a special vault with space dust in it. It was so cool. That's pretty (laughs) awesome. But I hated hated, like the actual implementation, like putting this stuff into MATLAB was like, yeah. Yeah, (laughs) Don't let me do that. MATLAB is my drug of choice. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So I did that for a couple of years and then, um, I had a professor, um, Dr. Aurora, and I took, I think I took two of her classes and she stopped me in the hall one day. She was like, Shani, like you've done really well in my classes and they're seen as difficult. Um, you need to go to grad school. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that sounds nice, but what is that? And <laughs> Wait, you were in a like, whole program. Cool story lady. <laughs> you were in a whole program. Ma'am. The, that was the, supposed to prepare. There was a disconnect for me. <laughs> wow. There was a disconnect. Wow. I mean, that's I, real. That's real. I was a lot immersed of in research, mm-hmm. right? So it was like, cool. Um, but it, that did not translate to me for like what it meant to be in grad school. Like, yeah. yes, you can continue school, but like what? Why? What does that mean? Yeah. Why? Yeah. Like, why would I do yes. that? This brilliant woman said, having a PhD means that nobody can tell you what to do. That part. <laughs> now, she lied to me. Yes. But she had my ear. <laughs> right. It's like, I'm listening. Say more. <laughs> wow. So, so, yeah. So, that's literally. And then I think that year... Fam, you got a grant from the NSF um, uh, to something around diversifying grad programs or something like that. I can't I can't remember the details. Um, and so I finished my bachelor's. I think I think I finished in four and a half years because mm-hmm. I graduated like a semester before um, I was supposed to. 
and I rolled right into a PhD program. Yeah. Um, and it was like, okay, um, got my classes. And it's like, oh, well, you need to find research. And I was like, okay, cool. But none of the research I had done before, I was like, I don't want to do that. Then I needed to find like what research I wanted to do. And I, I couldn't find it. Like I literally like everything I looked at what the professors were doing, I was like, I'm just not interested. But yeah. in parallel with that, there was a um there was a uh, there was a housing project that was right next to the engineering campus. And we were going there through Nesby. Um we started uh actually Wanda Eugene and I started the torch program for Nesby um in the housing projects. Oh wow, there. that's and we cool. would be there. I can't remember if it was every Friday or every other Friday. We had a whole crew of folks that we recruited and we were teaching the kids about technology and computers and all this kind of stuff. And um I was like, that's like my happiest time of my week. Mm. Right. And I was like, so how like what's that research? Like what is the research where I get to like use engineering to like work with kids and so I start dreaming, mm-hmm. right? I start like like what is this? I don't know what that looks like. Yeah. I was like maybe I could like build something to like help kids learn and because we didn't have anything like that, you know, I didn't right. know what was out there. And HCI was um, still in its infancy at that time. HCI was in its infancy for sure. Um, so I, now that I have the internet, (laughs) we're in in 2002, right? At this point, I have, you know, more things that are accessible and I just started doing research and I just started like, you know, what was it probably then? Like Yahoo search. Oh, right. Oh. Ask Jeeves. Ask Jeeves. Yes. Right. Ask Jeeves. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm asking Jeeves, you know, like kids, Alta Vista. engineering, <laughs> Great. Yeah. <laughs> you know, just trying to find stuff. And so, you know, stuff started coming up. I found a program at Stanford. I found a program at um, Vanderbilt. I found Carnegie Mellon had like educational robotics that they were doing. Um, University of Washington had something. MIT had something. And so I was finding the research and I was sending it. I can't remember if it was my chair or my dean. I was like, look, like, this is stuff I want to do. This is really cool. This is what I want to do. Like, this is awesome. So I had my own money and, uh, you know, that meant I should be able to do what I wanted. Right. And so I'm sending him like, this is what I want to do. Like either if it's educational robotics or it's like software or it's something where I'm using engineering to like educate mm-hmm. and no 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 everything I, every time i went back no no we can't mm. give you an engineering degree to do education and i'm like no 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 no. i want to use engineering right for the context of education no no so i just kept getting shot down mm. for trying to do that so i get to a point and i'm like why am i trying to justify my existence <laughs> and what i'm excited about right why don't I just go to one of these programs that I've been using as an example for what I could be doing? Mm-hmm. So I applied and I opted out with uh, a master's. I ended up doing, uh, oh, check it. I was actually building um, neural networks oh. to try to decide if people might struggle in their intro 
um, circuits class mm-hmm. because a lot of people would take circuits and they would drop out of EE. So I was trying to make a, make predictions about like what might be indicators that someone might struggle in the class based on classwork, based on things they had going outside, all that kind of stuff. So CSN. Then, <laughs> yeah. And then once we figured that out, putting them in peer mentoring and tutoring before they got to that class to try to increase their chances of being successful in those programs. So, so like a predictor. CSN. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, the stuff so that's they what said they wouldn't my, want you to do. Right. Yeah, that's what I did for my masters. Um, but it was subversive, right? Because it was neural networks, right. and they were okay right. with neural networks right. being a thing, right? Wow. Um, a disconnect, so, man. That's like some yeah. serious disconnect. Wow. Yeah. So opted out with my masters. I got that in two thousand three. Um, I, I got. I should say this. Um, I got rejected from Carnegie Mellon. Um, Busters. Tis what it is. I was gonna say another word. Tis what it is. Girl, you do not need to record stuff in the morning. You... <laughs> oh gosh. Um, rejected there. Accepted to Stanford Masters, but they wanted me to pay for my masters, Mm-mm. and then they said I could potentially, potentially, potentially. get my PhD paid for. Um, the professor that I wanted to work with at Vanderbilt actually moved to a different university. Mm-hmm. Um, I got accepted there. Um, and then MIT, I got accepted. They were going to fund me for a master's, which they didn't accept people into a PhD program. So that's why that SM, yeah. that's why I have that SM. Wow. Because um, they were like, if you, you can't come here straight PhD. You got to... Do our stuff. I knew when I got there, there was a guy who had a PhD who was going through a master's program. (laughs) Houseway. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So I didn't, I didn't, you know, I didn't take offense. It was like, whatever. But honestly, it ended up being good because it was just so different from anything I had ever done that I probably would have drowned if I would have went into the PhD directly. Right. So, you know, it is is is. extended my time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I went to I went to MIT north of the Mason Dixon line, might right. I add, north, which was <laughs> huge for me. Um, my one thing was like, you know what? I'm just gonna I'm gonna get up there and I'm gonna try out for the Celtics cheerleading team. Okay, and that will be my you know that will be my my like, outlet, happy place. Yeah. You know, my outlet. Boston Celtics were the only team in the NBA that did not have a squad. Are you serious? Aww. Wow. Real thug tears. I was so hurt. <laughs> so what do they do during halftime uh, home games? So I, well, skipping over some parts, I had a baby in 2006, and I'm pretty sure that's the year they got a team. Wow. So they've okay. had a team since then. They were conspiring against you. I was like, you know what? Okay, universe. Okay. <laughs> I, I got it. I got it. You don't the want to The universe said, study. <laughs> Right. I said, look, ain't nothing out here for you in these streets. Go ahead and get your degree. Stay in that lab. <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to I'm trying to cheer here. Y'all just messing with my emotions. And then and then the Patriots are actually in Foxborough and that was like a forty five okay. minute train ride. So I knew that wasn't like yeah. even close and who wants to be out in the snow Mm-mm. cheering? Mm-mm. Not I. So I did go above the Mason Dixon line. Um I did not become a cheerleader. 
for the Boston Celtics. Man, so you went um, completely against your matrix for the PhD. Completely. <laughs> oh, wait. They gave me money. Okay. So. Uh, okay. <laughs> All right, we're back. We're back. <laughs> we're back. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> and, and you got to work on stuff that you wanted to work on. Right. Oh, yeah, yeah. So I was... So the stuff... The, the way that I found them, I actually found a, a professor at Tufts mm-hmm. named Marina Bears who was building um, like desktop virtual environments um, where kids were like building cities. Um, They were in hospitals and they were building cities to explore like identity and religious values and all of this stuff. And they would make like these rooms um, where the things in the rooms represented aspects of themselves. Um, And I was, I loved it because I was like, you know, like, they're doing meaningful stuff. They're also learning about technology. Like it just, it just seemed beautiful. Right. And, I was like, well, how did she do that? And it turned out she finished at the media lab. Mm. So when I found the media lab, that's when I found Seymour Papert mm. and David Cavallo. Um, so Seymour, um, Seymour's group put out the, uh, the, the brick for Lego Mindstorms mm-hmm. kit. Um, and, you know, did the turtle, the logo turtle and, what a lot of people was like their intro to, to programming. Like, yeah. you know, he was like, you know, he, he did a lot for like computers in education. And I was like, someone is doing this. Like, you know, um, so I ended up getting accepted to two groups. Um, uh, one was Future of Learning, which was with David Cavallo and Seymour Papert. They were working together on that. And then the other was Affective Computing, which is Ross Picard, um, which is um, Centers and Technologies that Sense and Respond to Human Emotion. So yeah, that was my like introduction to grad school. And these are big um, names for those of you who aren't in this space. These are huge names, you know, to be, yeah. um, you know, to have two Name acceptances into. I'm saying <laughs> I have their books on this shelf. On the like podcast. they are, you know, because I had a foray into edu- computers and education at the beginning of my grad school journey. And these are the authors, you know, these are the people yeah. setting the marks. Yeah, and but the wildest thing is, I didn't know. Oh, wow. Like I didn't, I didn't go. And I tell students all this time, like I didn't go like, oh my God, you went to MIT, so on and so forth. I'm like, I didn't go to MIT because it was MIT. Right. Right. And I didn't even know the media lab was this thing. Like I had zero clue of its history. Like I didn't know any of that, like no exposure, no connection, no nothing. And like, that's not why I went there. I went there because I found this thing and I was like, I want to do that thing. Hmm. And then when I got there, I was like, cuss word, cuss word. So you don't have to me. <laughs> like, this is amazing. <laughs> okay. Oh, okay. So I have so, I have, I mean, I could talk to you for days because. Same. <laughs> yeah. Because you're shawnee. As always, you can find us on our website, modernfigurespodcast.com. Send your questions to askus at modernfigurespodcast.com. And follow us on Twitter. Kyla is at Dr. Underscore Kyla, and I am at Jeremy Waysom. Visit modernfiguresinc.com to learn more about our nonprofit organization aimed at promoting and engaging with women and girls interested in science, technology, engineering, mathematics, and of course, computing. Until next time, stay moisturized, hydrated, mind your business, and protect your peace. <laughs>